Good morning. Uh, welcome, Paul. Um, delighted to have you here to do uh, one amazing experience uh, where we'll talk you through um, your career and we'll take you also through a party of your choice. Mm -hmm. um, so the venue that you would like to have, obviously what your party will be, it's up to you. Um, what occasion will be for a rival song, your tip of choice, uh, so what drinks you'll be serving your guests. Uh, your meal of choice, uh, we put here starter, main course and dessert, but it's up to you. Some people have gone more for a five course extravaganza or whatever it might be. Uh, one entertainment of choice, uh, one celebrity you'd like at the party. If you don't feel you're celebrity enough yourself, uh, your, your first dance track, uh, the big departure. Um, so when your guests leave, uh, you'll see them off the site. Uh, a lot of people have cheated and gone to after parties afterwards, uh -huh. uh, but it's up to you how you'd like to do it. And one gift to all your guests, that can be something physical or it can be just a nice gesture or word or whatever you would like to do okay, to mark the end of the occasion. And while we go through it, we'll discuss your career, how you've um, in your career within the hospitality industry about Alison Price, yeah. what Alison Price stands for, and uh, and also what you've learned through your time at uh, Alison Price and previously um, working in the events industry, and, and obviously partly in relation to the wonderful series and period that we're going through at this precise moment <laughs> with coronavirus. Um, so uh, to start us off, Paul, would you mind doing 30 seconds on Alison Price and what about the company? Ah, okay, yeah. So Alison Price um, herself uh, started the business in 1981, so we're approaching almost 40 years next year, um, and worked with her business partner Terry uh, out of the back of a mini in sort of Fulham, and then um, in about 1999 the business sort of grown enough that we moved to uh, the Oval and really expanded the team uh, from there, really. So there, from the four of them, I think Philippa, who was the company director, who is the company director still, uh, was with them from the beginning. And she's been, yeah, approaching 40 years um, with Alison Price. Um, and then I joined in 2001, so I'm approaching 20 years. And we have been, I suppose, at the pinnacle of uh, fine dining and uh, Great parties in and around London, home counties, and nationally and internationally, um, and that's kind of really in a nutshell what we do. We look after a little bit of government work. Um, it's mainly um, board and director level dining, and then if it's a, if it's a private party, there might be a few. There might be the old celebrity we look, that we've looked after in the past, um, the likes of Elton John and George Michael, to name a couple. We don't name drop too much. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what we sit, I suppose. Fantastic. And you listed lots of the, I guess, London yeah. unique venues. Yeah, I would say the majority. Yeah. And you come and go, like, yeah. like most uh, suppliers. And it's all to do with relationships, really. And if you manage to get on with those teams, then all well and great. Um, yeah, I think we've been on the National Gallery list from, from whenever they first started to do uh, catering. I think Terry sort of set that whole thing up, but yeah, yeah National Gallery, British Museum, B&A, all the sort of the usual suspects. But there's all sorts. There's still new venues, sort of yeah, dipping their toe into the into sort of the the vagaries of of corporate and outside catering, um, yeah. which is always exciting when there's something new or when there's something old. Like the Courtauld has closed. It's been closed for a few years now, and they're having a quite a significant. Uh, refit, refit. Yeah. yeah, and I've been in there on the hard hat site only sort of last week to look and see what they're going to do. But you've then got the, as ever, you've got the institution and the art handlers with then an events and a commercial team trying to sort of reach some middle road as to yeah what works. And that's yeah. what we're finding interesting at the moment. They want us to cook in the basement and serve. Yeah, four floors up, but <laughs> <laughs> like just let's just think about this. How will this actually work? And then yeah. like, oh yes, okay. So yeah, no, I I know from my time in Antrinity Museum that the the vagaries and difficulties of, of matching commercial with with people who've very passionate about what they do in yeah. terms of arts or with us with people who've been studying Beatles for twenty five years, etc. <laughs> what you're allowed to do in those galleries. Um, but coming to your party, obviously a venue of choice. Obviously, you have great knowledge of venues. Um, so, what will your party be for? Um, I think it would be a significant birthday. Significant birthday. Not necessarily mine. Yeah. Although I am 
are reaching a bit of a milestone birthday this year. Yeah. Um, it would be, I think, fun. Um, but I, uh, the, the venue, of my, my venue of choice um, will be Blenheim Palace. And just because I think if you're going to have a party and you're going to have a big party to celebrate a big sort of birthday, why not go the whole hog and have a pretty spectacular stately home? But also, actually, they get it. They can You can do some pretty amazing stuff there. Obviously, you've got deep pockets. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think just it has... You, you don't need to do very much there yeah. um, to create this sort of wonderful... Yeah, the feel uh, of it, I think, probably would be mine. So yeah, I think Blend Palace would be my. I did sort of I went through a load of like, oh, here or maybe here or maybe here, and then I think having done some pretty fabulous parties at Blenheim, yeah, and would like to have been on the other side rather than sitting at the, you know on the dance floor at four o'clock in the morning, mopping up yeah. the, uh, the stragglers. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, very good. And in terms of Blenheim Palace, just. Um, for our listeners, so in terms of the room, is it a stately room or is it a? Uh, well, I think there are probably two options. If you had, yeah. if you had that sort of those, you know, eight hundred of your closest friends, then you would obviously be on the the north yeah. side of it, um, on the lawn in a marquee. I think, but for me, uh, the long library, um, which nice. is can dine about three hundred um, of your closest friends. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> Although, although you could go to the other extreme and just have you know dinner for you know twenty on, on yeah. one table in that, in that sort of uh, that sort of space with uh, you know treating it like it's one's home. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, uh, the long library would be, yeah. uh, but there's such amazing rooms there. I mean, you've got the, the salon with if you open you know, both sets of doors on either side of the building, you can look right the way through, right up to the monument, it's wow. like three or four miles away. Um, yeah, the, the vistas there are. Pretty spectacular. Yeah, um, yeah I think uh, I think I was born into the wrong, <laughs> the wrong family. <laughs> well, the, the budget is no issue. No, exactly. Place. Not on so, this one. No, no, no. this one you can do what you like. So, long library, Blenheim, three hundred good places. Guess that's wonderful. Stuff. As one of my my uh, uh, mentors many many years ago, um, his famous sort of uh, line was, um, "If they got money to burn, then I've got the matches." And I was like, I love that. I think that's it's just. Yeah, that yeah. kind of ticks my. Who was it? Uh, Freddie Menel, dear Freddie yeah, Menel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Freddie well. I worked um, with him when I was at Yeah, um, taught me a lot, a lot. God bless his soul. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he, was had, a, he was a character. Freddie had some laughs. Yeah, some outrageous. Like, yeah, couldn't possibly divulge. They <laughs> <laughs> no, say, say no more. It was about back in the era when you could smoke in meetings. Yeah, and drink. And drink, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, all part of a good party. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. And, and talking of which, um, we, we, we have a rival song and Tipple of Choice. We do Tipple of Choice first while we're talking about um, Tipple Friday. Tipple of Choice, um, I suppose there were two. I mean, it has to be champagne, yeah. uh, I think. Uh, it would have to be Paul Roger, Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, it would be a Negroni. Okay. I do love a nice strong Negroni, uh, and there are such amazing variants of um, which I've kind of in the last few months of uh, you know there's been plenty of practicing and uh, adjusting, <laughs> <laughs> buying yeah. vermouth online, and, you know, sort of different gins. And, yeah. yeah. It's, so have you have you perfected it? What can you tell listeners in terms of your perfect Negroni? Oh, or to your uh, practice? Um, it would have to be Monkey Forty Seven Gin. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't not have Campari. Um, and then I have had a couple of sort of um, Vermouths, um, which now have completely gone from mine. But um, yeah, there's a, I think it's called Vermut, um, and I can't remember who it's made by, little, lovely little bottle, really herby, um, but, you know, having that sort of peeling the orange over the glass and yeah, yeah um, wonderful. With the ice ball molds now that I've sort of yeah. you put in, yeah. So yeah, well, I'm a bit of a convert, but yeah, two of those, and that's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do any more. Well, you've got the, you've got the, you've got the party started. You've got the exactly. Party, yeah, and the granies, everyone's party started. And in terms of setting the scene, music as people arrive. Um, 
I can remember doing a party um, many, 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 many years ago. Um, we launched Rolls Royce down in Goodwood. Mm. And um, when we were setting up, and, you know, as you do, and you, you hear this sort of band, as I thought they, they were, they, yeah, it was, well, it was an orchestra. Um, and like, oh, they're, they're pretty good. And yeah, they, it was the Royal Philharmonic. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think being at Blenheim, yeah, yeah, so the Royal Philharmonic yeah. on the steps, because uh, it's going to be a gorgeous you know, night, no rain, we don't have any rain on those sort of events. No, but okay. I think that would be, having heard it, and I, I do rather like a bit of classical music, mm -hmm. and I think that just sets the tone really, rather than a rock star, Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah no, I, I certainly think for rival music, Blenheim Palace, Royal Philharmonic, yeah, it's a... And a long red carpet, you know, red carpet, carpet from those sort of, from these sort of gates, right yeah. the way up to the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Candle lit as well, I'd imagine. Yeah, 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 something like that. No, that'll be on the that'll be on the way out. On the way out. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and uh, since the start of your party, talk about the start of your career. So, as you say, you were I know you were at CSE's for five years. Yep. Is that right? Before you obviously joined Price, yeah, ninety-five but... to actually yeah. ninety-five to probably ninety-nine. Yeah. Uh, then I got so I was and you know had enough of catering and never going to work in the business again. And I went, actually worked uh, for Lavender Green. Okay, yeah. So six months, became, yeah. became a florist. Yeah. Um, and and then went to Alison Price. So that's my sort of formative years. But before that, I worked in private house. So it was a butler. Okay. And a chef. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of really where my, uh, how to do things properly and mm. you know, how to address people properly and all the preamble and uh, addressing envelopes drives me insane when something comes not dressed properly. Okay. Um, not for me, I don't have a title, but when you're yeah. doing something, when you've got an amazing guest list and you've got lords and ladies and bishops and whatever, and it's just how they are addressed. And just, I, I know um, that that's just an old, very old fashioned thing, because these days everything's done by email. But when you get that beautifully hand calligraphed sort of invitation, I think that's really where Circe's and Freddie kind of taught me most of what I do and where I can take my inspiration from now yeah. and how to do it properly. Yeah. Because it's just, you have, you then, once you have that knowledge, I don't think I get particularly phased by anybody because at the end of the day, they're just a, an ordinary person. They might have a title but, and they may have you know, a huge bank balance. But if you can just treat them like you would treat anybody else, I think that was my sort of and you know mantra yeah and it works it works for me i don't get phased and i've met some pretty amazing people in my yeah in my you know my career so yeah that's my sort of i did qualify as a chef that was my first i did my seven my sitting guilds and yeah. did that the yeah. ski season worked on a yacht opened a hotel in japan uh, worked for a lunatic um, <laughs> with, um, with a collection of um he was a bit of speed a speed fiend okay had a collection of 32 rollers a couple of ferraris two wow. two range rovers in that day uh two helicopters he had a jet engine propelled challenger class uh gunboat basically which he decked out with Connolly hyde and yeah <laughs> and he bought all the concord spares so he had a whole sort of like hangar full of um concord engines when Amazing. concord was flying yeah, yeah. It was, he was i mean when i say he was on the he was on the spectrum somewhere it sounds like and we had an absolute amazing time working i mean whilst yeah. you work hard yeah. you kind of live that life as well yeah so yeah, in my yeah. 20s i was driving bentleys and ferraris and i uh, had a couple of aston martins and <laughs> you'd travel by helicopter between houses and yeah. you know and it was that's kind of what sort of like uh, spurred me into that sort of yeah that was where sort of parties really then sort of kicked in because he had a party where he chartered concord took all his guests and did yeah, scattered the sheep over the estate in scotland and then and the concord yeah and then we all back to the house in kensington it was 100 people wow. it was insane that and that was in the sort of you know 80s when 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 yeah when parties in london were were bonkers yeah totally bonkers and more was more and i added a bit more on top as well <laughs> And, and so did you go from from school to being a butler or did you go no yeah. i my my where i could sort of how i got into catering was my great uncle was um head chef at gray's inn uh, yeah. the yeah. the courts of in the court yeah. um and he kind of inspired me with menus and I, I, he gave me his knives actually i've still got his knives um and so i decided at that point i was going to become a chef uh, had no sort of, I didn't know where I was going to be chefing or what I was going to be doing, but I did my sort of two years of college. Mm. Uh, and then I was going to go and do, on and do a BTEC 
in hotel management and I hated it. I, did, I lasted a week. Uh, and that's when I decided, you know, that was yeah, that was October. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> and I just, I was working at that point for Circe's uh, as a waiter. Okay. There was a team of Southampton staff and we would drive up and do yeah, the HAC ball and we yeah. would do Leeds Castle and all the livery, all the livery halls, you know, masses, mm-hmm. the ironmongers, the salters and all those sort of quirky, weird ceremonies yeah. that you kind of get used to. And it was, that again, it was just something that was like, oh, okay, the Loving Cup, what's all about that? And yeah. the Rosewater Bowl and... Yeah. All those things, and the master and the underwater, and, and all, it was just, um, yeah, from a country boy to coming to London, learning all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was kind of, that's kind of what's kind of really, really inspired me to, to yeah. get into it. So thought, let's be a chef. And it was just, I didn't enjoy being behind the scenes, if I'm honest. I much prefer to be out the front talking to people and dealing with. And creating that stuff. I mean, not the chefs are not creative because they really are. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the majority of the parties we do are food orientated. So you have a good, a good chef at that point. But I think, um, no, like front of house was very much where I wanted to be. Yeah. And that's, yeah. yeah. But I think having a grounding and an all rounding sort of grounded sort of, yeah, being a waiter, being a porter, being mm-hmm. a chef, all those sort of bits help. And I don't feel like nothing I can't, I haven't done and I wouldn't ask anyone else to do is my sort of, the way I get around it terrifies everybody when you go to clear a table now. Because they <laughs> what? Yeah, what's going on? But actually, I quite enjoy it. Back yeah, to the yeah. floor. Yeah. I have done, we did a, a very small dinner uh, a few weeks ago for eight people because we were allowed to do eight at that time. Mm. Um, and it was myself and Richard. And, yeah. We were, yeah, I was waiting on. And it was, I really loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah. You know. No, I do understand. I do understand. Uh, last Christmas, I was I was behind the bar for you know yeah. basically one of our, our clients, a bar manager, had failed to turn up. So it was like a naturalist to museum, a little bit of a help. So, no problem. I'm quite happy to get behind the bar. I quite <laughs> enjoy it. A bite. Exactly. Yeah, a glass. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's good fun. But as you say, the grounding as well. I, you know, when when you're when you're talking to a chef and the chef knows you. Trained to be a chef, yeah. it, 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 it it's a little bit. Of, yeah, I mean, there's always. The, I mean, I don't obviously announce all that all the time because no. how long have you got? Um, but having a little bit of knowledge yeah. gives you. I mean, your food has changed massively since when I was at college. Mm-hmm. I think. It, I mean, we've seen it go through phases of re reincarnation probably mm-hmm. twice in the last twenty years, and I'm sure yeah. it will come back again. Yeah, you know, deconstructed, reconstructed, and um, yeah. all that sort of stuff. So I think there's nothing particularly new. No. I mean, our access to amazing produce and food and yeah. uh, is better. And I think there's a better understanding in what's sustainable and not sustainable and, you know, seasonal now. I think all that sort of stuff is, yeah. it's got to be the way to get for, go yeah. forward. And that's, that's also you know, good for clients to understand. Yeah. I think, as you say, clients are far more buy into it now, the idea yeah. rather than or I want to relax. It's, it's not seasonal. But it's almost educational yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And talking of which, perfect timing in terms of your meal of choice. So, uh, oh. what, well, it would be simple, simple, simple. If, yeah. you, could, if you can forage it, uh, I think as, and as as local as possible. But for me, it would be uh, a good piece of fish, salmon probably, or um, smoked or something like that, or cured. It's mm-hmm. local. Or as, or as local as possible. Mind you, you've got the best smoked salmon in Scotland and it's not a million miles away. Yeah. Um, Inveral is what we use. Um, it would then have to be, so it would be, I mean, it's, it's like, yes, so this is the menu that's going back probably 40, 50 years. It, it would be, you know, it'd be smoked salmon, it'd be a good piece of grass fed fillet of beef, mm-hmm. um, you yeah, know, cooked whole, carved. Butler served would be really cool to do. Yeah. yeah, I just think, and especially if you're going to do a blend, yeah, yeah. a butler served fillet, a bit of Bernays, uh, some simple veg, and then uh, only because I love it, but it'd be bread and butter pudding. <laughs> Regardless <laughs> of the time of year, it'd have to be bread and butter pudding. Yeah, uh, it's all about me. Um, or I suppose, really, if you're going to go the whole hog, then it'll be a, uh, you know, a hot chocolate souffle yeah. that cooked for 10 and then butter served again. Absolute nightmare to do it. Did it? I remember doing it uh, in my in my youth, being given these enormous soufflés on a silver flat with a spoon and fork, and then having it was at um, Arundel Castle, yeah, the Duke of Norfolk. It was one of his, I don't know, it was some some sort of party. It was amazing, 
But yeah, you had to walk down a drafty corridor as fast as you possibly could with this souffle before it collapsed. Yes. Dinner for 400. Oh, wow. it was, yeah, it was hats off to the uh, to the chefs at that point. So yeah. I suppose you're going to make it difficult for anyone. You've got to make it. You've got to make a. It's got to be a souffle, uh, probably. Perfect. So hot, hot shot. Well, you can give them a choice. Just to make it even more complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do have clients like that. Can we have a choice of everything? Well, exactly. You can. But you just need twice the kitchens, twice the chefs. Exactly. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So bread and butter pudding or, or hot chocolate souffle, and, and a very classical menu. And so we've got the yeah, yeah. and and ham to hell with the, cal- the, the, the calories. Yeah. You know, it just has to be yeah. It's calorific. It's one. It's one night only. Exactly. People won't mind. They'll dance it off later anyway. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's been uh, it's been really interesting doing these in terms of the um, they're quite often the classical approach. And I mean, two people have, have said the dessert they wanted baked Alaska. So, oh my god! Yeah, we went down with Johnny Rock's brother. Yeah. And um, Lucy Werner from Urban Caprice. Oh really? No, but go cool. both went for baked Alaska, so you never know what people are going to have. Excellent. When you so you joined uh, some prices, you say in two thousand and one. Yeah. And I guess you've seen a, a lot of change over the years. Yeah. Uh, I think you've seen change in change in events. Yeah. Uh, and styling of events. I mean, when we look, we were looking back through the archive of, uh, a few years ago. We were sort of doing, doing our thirty fifth party, and that was like, oh wow, what did we used to do that? And we used to do that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you still have those tricksy, kind of slightly difficult clients, but yeah. that's, that comes with the territory. But I think people are becoming more and more um, leaning upon you to be that creative person um, and that creative sort of tool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, venues are, I mean, just the venue, you know, when, 20 years ago, you'd go into a venue and it would be, you pretty much do what you like. I mean, you know, the art was there, but the restrictions have become more and more and more, and for all, absolutely all the right reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, maintaining all, all, all that sort of stuff, and for the for the future, we kind of yeah. it was a little bit of disregard for a while. I, and I get it, and it's it not and it not not as a I don't think it's detrimental. You can still have some amazing do some amazing things. Yeah, um, just not deep fat fry things. No, no, exactly. <laughs> Rope and champagne in front of. Priceless artwork. Yeah. Um, have things changed? Um, well, did, I you, think... did you? Did you? Was there a, in terms of when you joined in two thousand and one? Was there was there a clear vision of how they wanted from yourself and those Alison and Terry? It was very much. It was very much um, Alison's vision. Yeah. Um, and it was. I think her. I mean, and uh, learned, we learned a lot from Alison. Uh, and uh, if she ever listens to this, uh, it'll be interesting to. That you know, we, she taught us a lot, yeah. and it, there was always that sort of standard, Alison Price standard. You can actually write down what that standard was, but you kind of knew what you just, what we just wouldn't be doing. We wouldn't do that, Alison Price. Yeah, um, yeah, and there's a lot of attention to detail, but it was it was also creating uh, amazing food uh, at a, a venue for 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 people. Yeah, um, I can remember working for a, with. A, um, we did a big, we did the Booker Prize at the British Museum and we had, and I won't name the chef, um, a celebrity chef who used to swear, still swears quite a lot. Um, he, he's, he's not the one we're all thinking of. Though. Oh, no, no, I couldn't. No. He lives <laughs> in California and has a house in Cornwall. Okay. Um, who just did not, would, just wouldn't, he said, you can't do this for 600 people. Um, and we were like, well, yeah, we couldn't do perhaps what you do for 600 people, but here's your menu and this is our slight adaptation. And he came into the tasting, yeah, great, great. You'll never do this for 600 people, he said. And we did it for 600 people and yeah. he was amazed. And yeah, he said, no, you can't ever quote me because I don't say this. But, um, <laughs> and, but I think that was, that was where we would, we would be, yeah, there would be more staff and yeah. it, there would be a, 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 a higher expectation. And we still, we still staff really highly, especially on the chef, on the chef front, because the food is pretty intricate. Yeah. So that, that hasn't really changed, but I think, um, uh, sustainability, the environmental impact, food miles, um, all, all those things, uh, you know, we work in a, industry that's terribly excessive yeah and it could you know you could you could run away with it if you didn't have some sort of scruples 
um, you have you know, not to be frightened to, to a client saying no, 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 we don't do that, and we're not doing that. Yeah, they you'll get the, the, you'll get I think a small amount of people that will push back and say, well, I'll go somewhere else. Well, perhaps we're not the right people for you to do that, and I think that's it's a brave person to to do that. But I think yeah. I, that's kind of where we stand, and we have all the backing, all the guys that work with us that you know, no, we're not going to be uh, doing something that's going to affect. A longer term environmental issue. Yeah, makes sense. It's for the right. It's absolutely for the right for the right reasons. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter how much money you can want to throw at something. And sometimes the simple things cost more than the more extravagant things because it's you're doing behind the scenes to make it look like yeah. it's not yeah. so extravagant. Um, you know, you're acting as a PR agent for your client as well. Really. You are. Yeah. yeah, you don't want them to. <laughs> no, exactly. Because well, camera phones and social media yeah, is instant. Yeah. You know, do people are doing something, and you're like, how on earth do they know what we're doing? And you're like, oh, yeah. it's one of the guests is just you get it back via someone else. It's like that, that dish looked amazing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> big fear. Who has leaked this? And like, oh, no, it's come via, it's come via you know, the guest. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, we we we've had it with yeah clients ask our team members to assign NDA and take yeah. phones off and whatever else. Yeah. And we still get off the event, oh, someone's done this, and as you say, quite often it's a guest. Always the caterer, though. It's always the caterer gets the blame. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think must so. be the caterer. Yeah, absolutely. Charlatans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, while you're, in terms of entertainment of choice, now that obviously the, you, you can have, well, you obviously the first dance track, which you can obviously have a band too as well, but in terms of entertainment, is there anything you would like to Gym, a drinks reception or dinner or after dinner in terms of entertainment for your guests? Um, I think for me, um, if you've got so many people, I've, and all these entertain, all my entertainment agencies will be like, I can't believe it's that you left, but um, you can't hear music generally during drinks reception. I mean, for yeah. me, getting to that sort of age where I want to be able to hear the guests and my, you know, my friends to talk, yeah. uh, and I'd probably not do anything. I think whilst people people arrive, London fill them up, find exactly. the idea, you've yeah, set the yeah. scene. Yeah. But then after that, no, I don't think too much. Over egging the pudding. Um, and likewise through dinner. Let's not have any sort of, you know. Sure. Maybe something when you walk in the room. Yeah. Harpist or guitarist or you know, if you blend them, you'd have someone playing the organ. Yeah, yeah. Which is I've heard someone play the organ and it is quite amazing. Um as for entertainment, uh, I think if I could have anybody uh and again, I love piano, mm -hmm. so I think it would be someone like John Legend, probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Playing an acoustic set just on a on a grand. Yeah. You know, after dinner, forty five minutes, drinking more strong liquor, um, and that would be it. I think I wouldn't need to do any more than that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's good. You're using your budget very well. I don't know what. I don't know what he would say. Well, I'd imagine maybe a fair few. Yeah, I would. A fair few zeros. <laughs> I'm sure he's a jolly nice person. That's the impression I get. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure he got our guest will be a, yeah, very impressed, I'm sure. <laughs> and you've obviously mentioned in terms of a sort of inspiration to you, obviously you mentioned Freddie and, and Alison. Would you would you say in terms of I suppose well Freddie Freddie was a mentor as you've said, yeah. but in terms of it, other people or is there anyone else who's inspired you within the industry? Uh, I, I think you get you're quite um, close to what you know, and I think mm. with Alison, you know, 20 years or uh, perhaps 15 years, I think she's sort of in the four or five last four or five years that she's been stepped away from the business. Sure. Um, but there was always, yeah, uh, as much as we would fight uh, and argue, generally the reasons were founded, and yeah, you are right, but you just. Yeah, let's maybe not let's not term it in such a way, but um, yeah, I think no, I don't think there's other people. I mean, Johnny, I have a, got a lot of admiration for Johnny Roxburgh, uh, in that his vision is just off the scale sometimes, and like I don't know how he gets away with it, but great that he does. So, yeah. having worked with him on a couple of things, a couple of collaborations, it's been always been great fun. And he is just larger than life, and we need more people like that. I think yeah, still in the in the industry and yeah. fighting fighting the cause and yeah, keeping the standards what they should be. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's probably yeah, the three people that yeah. I would sort of take. Freddie, Allison, and Johnny. Is yeah, it's a, yeah, it's good, some good inspiration. The old, the old girl, almost. <laughs> 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 well, hate you saying that. Yeah, um, and. Uh, 
from from your your mentor to your celebrity in terms of would you have a celebrity at the party? Um, if I could have any celebrity, uh, but it, she's no longer with us. It'd be Elizabeth Taylor. Oh wow! I just yeah, think yeah. from that era of yeah. proper celebrity, yeah, she, I bet she was a cow. I bet, I bet she was a you know. I bet there was a long a long rider <laughs> of requirements. <laughs> uh, but I think yeah. she would be that sort of oh my god moment. Yeah, yeah, she would be. Yeah. That and um, that and Michael Jackson probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm lucky to I have met him and did a party. They were friends, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, uh, no, if, you, if you invite one, maybe you get the other to come. Oh, with buy one get one free. Yeah. 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 Although that would be an older Elizabeth Taylor. Maybe you want a younger Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking Elizabeth Taylor in the fifties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's a cachet there, isn't there? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. No good choice. And she'd like Lennon Palace. Oh, I'm sure she'd be happy there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure she's been there, don't know. I'm sure she would. Um, and um, in terms of, I suppose, with, with Alison Price, they've been there for 19 years. And has there been a, a, a stage within the business life at that time where you felt that the business has sort of taken a, a, a market step up? And it was either, a, I don't know, be it an event or a situation. Um, Talking to Lucy, mentioned Madame mm. Caprice, for example, and she was saying it's when they got listed on the Natural History Museum actually made her feel okay. Now we've made it. Yeah, now the industry is taking me seriously in terms of what we're doing. Um, I think and before I joined, and there was it was a very well established mm. uh, business, and and there'd been some yeah pretty spectacular. The client, the, yeah, the client list was pretty enviable then. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, yeah. did Getty's wedding and wow. did Crown Prince Pavlov of Greece. Wedding, you know, worked with Liz Anson quite a lot. Um, there was a lot of uh, you know big clients, George, you know, George Michael, Elton John. We did a lot of parties for them. Yeah. Um, so having arrived uh, at a point really when f- for them, uh, perhaps doing a dinner for two or three hundred was a big deal for our surprise at that point. But I'd come from CSCs when we were doing dinners for seven, eight hundred thousand yeah. people, yeah. Um, and just joined as an event manager, um, but had the wherewithal to. Uh, take it to perhaps the next level. So that's probably where my input came more is just giving them the comfort, giving the team that were there, which are a great team of operators, but giving yeah. everyone the confidence to say, well, actually, no, we can do this for 500, 600, 700. Um, it's all multiples of 10. Yeah, that's one of Terry, uh, one of um, Freddie's sort of things. It's just multiples of 10. Yeah. It's 10 tens or 100 tens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when one of our big and one of our yeah still one of our big clients and this is a quite an, a, a sort of a, a controversial uh, group of people but uh, the Church of Scientology yeah and when I started in two thousand one the dinner went from five hundred to seven hundred and fifty and that was you cannot imagine the meetings of just to go <laughs> from that and then it was four or five years of seven fifty and then it went to a thousand and then it went to fifteen hundred and then it went to eighteen hundred and then it's now. Just over two thousand. Mm. So, but that's kind of that was a natural growth. Yeah. Then to think, well, actually, we can do it for this. And yeah. so, Did you yeah. Break four different kitchens. Yeah. 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 It's still yeah. as insane. Obviously, we didn't do it this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah. They'll maybe they'll do two next year. That's the kind of yeah. That's the kind of. But it's um. It was take. It was taking the uh the, the attention to detail and the uh the long lists of. If we were taking a, a butler's box or a porter's box or a kitchen box, you know, the rubber gloves, the tin foil, yeah. but then on, you know, in a butler's box, there would have been toothpicks and wine away and um, all those things that you get that request for in the middle of service. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've got that. Yeah. And that was just one of those things, um, which interestingly, when we did the dinner for eight people last week, I had never seen so much equipment for eight people. And I think we really <laughs> need to. We took everything just yeah, in case. Just in case. Whole just yeah. in case. We haven't done it for a while. No, and it was like, no, no, I think we need to scale that slightly when we're doing smaller numbers. But yeah. uh, no, I think it was just scaling up was what changed. Yeah. What I've seen the change in arts and price. Yeah. And people being confident to be able to, it's just a, it's a, num- it's a numbers game. And even yeah. with people, that, you know, the, some of the younger guys that have come in uh, and I've seen sort of come and go and go on into places. and Yeah. Giving them the confidence because they come to you and say, "Oh my God, we've got to do this dinner for you know 150, and now it's gone up to 200, and it's going to go up to 250." It's like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's just you know, just it's." And I would say it's it's 25 tables of 10, and exactly. that's all you have to think about. And they're yeah. like, "Oh, okay, yeah, it doesn't sound so bad like that." 
but yeah. and it's good. It's going up. Yes. yes. <laughs> we like it when it goes up. We like it when it goes up. Excellent. Um, um, so, I mean, in terms of it, this, this would be fun in terms of first dance track. I mean, you've got Elizabeth Taylor and Michael Jackson who can be leading dancing in the 1950s, Elizabeth Taylor, God. obviously. So what's your first dance track, Amy? I'm not a big dancer, but uh, I think it's you're going to allow Michael Jackson to do a moonlight. Is it going to be a suitable track? <laughs> yeah. It'd be quite hilarious, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, no, I kind of, I'm going to pass on that. I think there'll be no dancing. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to, no dancing. Know, no, it's fine. We're going yeah. to have a, we're going to end on a high. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. Yes. Even, I don't yet. You'd have to be dancing to a really decent, how would you top, you know, it's, it's what, where do you go? I mean, you know, decent, decent orchestra, decent sort of um, bit of entertainment. Yeah. A uh, couple of celebrities, but yeah, yeah. where do you go? I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big thing on an after party. No. I've been to, well, been to a few. Maybe you could, you could use, you could do Pete Tom with the Royal Philharmonic. <laughs> yes. he's, he's done it with orchestras yes. before. So like Alan Carr, maybe. You know, <laughs> to get that real like dichotomy of. Uh, yeah. The bonkers with the <laughs> yes, cool. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. So it's um yeah, it's going to be more a, a, a dinner and then I guess so you can have a after dinner bar somewhere. Yeah, a decent. Yeah, uh, yeah, and within you know perhaps more more piano, yeah. more piano music. Yeah, of course, you've got John Legend. Though, yeah, so, yeah. he might stay stay on and play a bit bit, bit longer. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I'm sure you could persuade him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with a decent with a decent uh, array of. Uh, Sort of, I think port would be my sort of. Yeah. Not that you can have that planet because you can't because the floor. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, well, yeah, just carpeted. We're just carpeted. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. That's probably yeah, my budget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, decent, decent ports and decent runs, whiskies, brandies, yeah. that kind of thing. Sort of, quite, you know, but old, old, some old stuff. Great. Your favourite? Port. Port. Yeah. Always, yeah. Love, love a glass of port. But I can remember buying a box of random wine at an auction once. Because yeah. um, there was a bottle of unnamed port in the box, um, uh, and it turned out to be 1934, something like that. It's absolutely amazing. It's still good to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it went down. It went down very quick. <laughs> and it was only about four of us, and we did that whole bottle yeah. and no hangover. Well, there you, you know, go. Yeah, all the hangover has been taking the years. It's the years of taking the hangover out. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, well, again, I think it's probably another thing that, as you say, I think port has gone out, but will come back again in terms of uh, trends. Oh, yeah, people go back to more classical, excellent stuff. And, and uh, we're obviously going through um, the, the pandemic at this precise moment. Mm. Um, obviously, being extremely hard on the events and hospitality industry. Um, you obviously joined House of Price in two thousand and. and one, which it was nine eleven, it, it was, was. two thousand one, yes, and then obviously at the financial crisis in two thousand and nine. I mean, taking those two and experiences, then do you think there are learnings from those that you can sort of take into this? And, and, and yeah, I think we, you know, we scaled down yeah. in two thousand and one, and we scaled down again in two thousand and nine, uh, but we cut our cloth accordingly and held our sort of nerve and didn't didn't sell cheap and yeah. you know it was still quality and it was still you get the same thing you know the, the people at the helm uh, of the company haven't changed really yeah. and I think that's what people buy into even doesn't matter how I mean your product could be amazing but you buy people well I do even my per, you know even personally if I'm buying something if I like the person I'm more likely to be buying from them than yeah. uh, trying to cut a deal all the time they don't always get the best out of people if you're trying to cut a deal because something has to yeah. give somewhere so yeah. um yeah, the current, currently it's it's tough. It's tough out there. I mean, yeah, whilst we've been supported, you know, with uh, from you know with the furlough and all that sort of stuff, the, the goalposts are just constantly changing, and that's yeah. the hardest thing for, yeah. for everybody. And I think it's a an industry that's not being that hasn't been recognised. Um, whilst uh, pubs and restaurants and stuff, you can still go to you know events outside events, you just can't do. There's just and I, and, uh, I don't understand the. I don't understand how you can squeeze yourself on a on a on a metal tube and fly with packed with three hundred people for four or five hours. Yet you can't have a drinks party for hundred people standing when you can when you can social distance somewhere yeah. for and two hours. It's like yeah. where we've and also I think we're in an industry that we've lived and died health and safety. Absolutely, yeah. More and more and more and more and more and indemnity yeah. and uh, uh, all those sort of all that. You know, if, if there's any if there's any industry that can. Get control. a way around, not around it's wrong, but control it and yeah. 
make it work in a safe way, surely we are, yeah, well, okay. you know, we should that's be able to do it. it. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm finding really tough at the moment. And it's just trying to uh, have a voice, isn't it? Yeah. And be heard. Um, and I think there's a, there, there was a bit of a movement in the moment where trying to get a legal uh, um, yeah. sort of representation as a group of people uh, to be sort of, you know, is it legal? Can we? Why are we being discriminated so so heavily at the moment? Yeah, because uh, it's a massive sector and it's such a there's such a knock on. Because it's not only is um, you know is it is just my team and it's the wine supplier or be the it'll be the farmer, the butcher, yeah, all those sort of staffing suppliers. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. it's just yeah. it's so far far reaching. I think people don't oh, necessarily necessarily re, you know, realize. And whilst we, as I said earlier, we work in a, in a world of excess, and yeah, I completely get that. And it's perhaps not appropriate to be doing such amazing parties, but people do want to celebrate something somehow, or even be able to go to an art exhibition and have a drink and some kind of plays afterwards. And yeah, you know, I think it's just oh no, it's it's enormous. The whole ecosystem, as you say, it's it's it's, it's as well as our side. There's the people who would then be staying in hotels, yeah. and so the hotels aren't getting it. The taxi drivers, they're not getting any jobs. You know, it's it's crazy in terms of, of how it feeds down. So yes, well, it feeds down. As you say, you know, even just the waiting staff, and yeah, they, you know, a lot absolutely. of there's a lot of people out there that are really, really struggling. Yeah, you know, we supported as much as we could, even with putting those on furlough. Yeah, yeah. it gets to a point where you can't no. go any. You know, we've got as far as we can. I think. Yeah. Until anything changes, until we get some sort of direction. But who knows? You know, what we're on the we're in you know, mid. September and it's about to change tonight, tomorrow, who knows? That's what, yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I go I, back I, up again rather yeah, than exactly. go down. So, I mean, it'll be easy, but you know, try and ask what positives will come <laughs> out of the situation. Do you think any positives will come out? Uh, of I would like to think, yes, I'd like to think there will, there will be some positive mindset, yeah. people's mindset and people's wants and needs hopefully would change for a, in a better way. I yeah. think, um. Um, I think some people won't, won't change, they're never going to change, but I think a lot more people will be more accepting and considerate, perhaps. Um, hopefully the pace of life would slow down a little bit. We work at such a fast pace, and even with email response, that's been interesting because now, if you don't get a response, it's because somebody's on furlough and they only yeah. work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's not it. like yeah. sending an email and then opening <laughs> to say, I haven't had a response. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. yeah that's, so I think that's a positive. I think that's people's working practices and we've seen people being able to work from home, even working in, you know, in an events industry where it is very customer facing. You know, all of our teams work from home now. Yeah. And have been able to. I mean, it's it's very it's painfully slow. Yeah. Um, just from trying to log into a server, blah 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 blah. blah. But um, yeah. it's proven the point that actually you have to rely on human nature now to uh, that they are working from home and not just hanging the washing out or yeah. you know. And there was always that sort of. I think a generational thing. I mean, probably Alison and Terry would never have people working from home and just didn't believe it. And perhaps to a lesser or greater degree, I would probably be the same. But now I've seen it, it can happen. Yeah. And you get, I think people are more perhaps more productive. Um, I mean, you still have to be able to cook in our, you know, you still have to come into the kitchen and cook and you yeah. still have to physically deliver an event. Yeah. But to get to that point, there's, yeah. I think it is. I think it's, there is a blend, as you say. I think from a from a, a creative point of view, you know, for example, if you are looking to do different things at an event, it's, it's probably very helpful for people to be in the same office and yeah. chat things through. That's the fight. Bouncing uh, ideas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if it is a case, however, of putting run sheets together and, and then and making sure you know orders from mm. suppliers done whatever else, mm. there's, there's there's no issue from doing that at home. So it's. It is. It's getting that balance, mm. isn't it? See, and we've gone through a lot of pain. We've gone through. We've, we've lost some. Awesome people. Yeah, just, we've had to because yeah. that's the only way we've had to re, you know, we've had to restructure. And yeah. you, you know, I think in first sort of wave, I lost thirty years of experience. You know, and that just you can't get that back. It's no. not going to come back. No. You know, and that's. But it's trying to um, maintain the dialogue with the existing guys and 
keep positive and you know no absolutely I mean, we're, we're saying to all the people who were saying goodbye with you know when we're saying we really hope it's au revoir rather than goodbye yeah. you know, we, we yeah we we want to employ you back when we can um, and they've all been extremely understanding that we I think anyone that has an understanding job. must be living in a, in, a, in a parallel universe because yeah. they can uh, you can see that it's yeah a pain that's in there yeah, yeah it's not personal it's yeah. really not personal no absolutely um, but let's lift this up again so yeah. in terms of, of yourself I mean obviously you've mentioned a, a number of extraordinary experiences to be honest but some of your best memories from working in the industry uh, the people I've met yeah. or people I've not you know not necessarily personally been introduced to but been in the vicinity of uh, I think my uh, Nelson Mandela got stuck mm. in a lift with Nelson, Nelson Mandela <laughs> at, the National, at the National Portrait Gallery. Wow. Uh, he was utterly gracious. Yeah. Uh, the Obamas yeah. did, did a barbecue at number 10. They were amazing. Uh, and again, so just yeah. not as you'd imagine, not like the current administration. Say. <laughs> not getting political at all. Um, <laughs> having, we did a, an, having, I think probably, you know, I can't not. Say, our, yeah, the Queen, our Queen. Yeah. We, I did, I was really, really lucky when I was working as a butler privately. Um, I did a dinner uh, for a Duke and Duchess down in Hampshire. Um, and she was a, it was a, it was a, she was a guest. Mm. And she, the Duke drove and she sat in the front. The private detective sat in the back um, in the Jag and zip arrived at the front door, yeah. which is like hilarious. Yeah. Mixes their own drinks. She mixes her own. Oh, yeah. She can mix a mean martini as well. Oh, amazing. 95% um, gin yeah. and 25% Bournemouth. Yeah. And it's all laid out for her in there and she does it. And she's hilarious. <laughs> she is hilarious. Um, so I think she would be yeah, my sort that. of like having uh, having been at close quarters and sort of been around her. We did then something at um, uh, the National Maritime Museum at Greenwich and she came back for the first time in 70 years. And we had meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting uh, to you know, talk about when she was coming, how she was coming in, how many steps it would be from the lift to the chair, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and there were two things at that, that lunch. To, so first of all, she it was the most ghastly day ever. So and she was and she was running late. I mean, she never runs late, but she was running late for whatever reason. She's loud. Yeah, she was. You know, she was yeah. in, well in her eighties then. Yeah. Um, and she comes in and we do the lunch thing and uh, she then applies her lipstick at the table. And I was like, it was a bit like one of those moments of yeah, yeah. the most amazing little compact that hangs on the table, applies a lippy and much to everyone's like, hmm, okay. Because I think the whole palaver of her getting up to go to the bathroom, everyone gets over, everyone sits down, it's, it's a real ding-dong. So yeah, so come to the end of lunch. Throws a little toast, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, she gets up to leave. We hadn't discussed how she was leaving. So having all the meetings, <laughs> having had up to probably 13, 14 meetings, you know, with everybody on, um, on protocol. Yeah. So she gets up and it's like, oh, she's got to go back to the lift lobby. So uh, our dear, one of my dear colleagues, Carl, uh, at that moment was, was with us. And uh, he runs out ahead of her, like you know, down and up, and it was at Queen's house. Uh, and pushes the lift button of the doors and they open and Duke of Edinburgh and the Queen come out and they shuffle into the lift and we're standing outside the lift, watching them standing inside the lift and we then sort of point, do you have to push the button, Your Majesty? <laughs> and it was like a, oh, oh, what fun. And she pushed the button, doors closed, whoosh, they're gone. And that was my, one of my best <laughs> moments of how to plan a, you know, yeah. you can go to the nth degree and we all overlooked how someone was actually going to leave, yeah. to leave the party. So, yeah, <laughs> that was... Well, you made my, it fun for her. Yeah, right? yeah, so, it was, it was. Yeah, pushing yeah. around, pushing the own button in the lid. Yeah. You, you, you're doing wonderful, leading me on to the next subject. So in terms of, so we're talking big departure. So obviously Queen's just left yeah. Queen's house. For <laughs> um, in terms of how, you, how your guests leaving Blenheim Palace? Um, have to be to fireworks. Yeah. A big fanfare yeah. to music. Some sort of stonking sort of you know classical pieces yeah. um michael lakin i would get to do the fire i don't know if he's still doing them he just did the best fireworks ever mm -hmm. um when we were in the freddy days um i think i think then a fleet of uh classic cars to take the guests away mm. uh, i have been into my sort of classic cars of, of recent so uh, yeah, it'd have to be sort of 1956 Series 1 at least. 
soft dots would be. And there aren't that many, but I mean, a fleet of those. Yeah. Because of course, it'll still be nice. Yeah, <laughs> it'll still be dry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think take them where they want. But uh, that would be. Uh, that sounds amazing. And I'd say one one parting gift to your guests, but if you if you're giving them a lift home in a, in a, in a well, I think to to, um, to offset the carbon emissions, I would be yeah. planting trees. Oh, very good. For yeah, uh, I've just planted a. I'm going to be fifty in a few weeks. I've just planted fifty trees in the national forest up in the middle, up in the Midlands somewhere. Actually, I don't know exactly where sure it is. Mm. I'm going to go find it. Um, yeah, I think that's a worthy thing. That, the yeah. National Arboreum, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, signed up earlier in the year. Um, but I think that would be, yeah, they wouldn't necessarily physically plant them, but I'd plant them on their behalf. So if it was 300 guests, I'd plant 300 trees. Fantastic. So it, uh, just to, to run through your party again, Paul. So we obviously we, we're, we've got 300 people along the library in Blenheim Palace. I've got the Royal Philharmonic greeting them as they arrive. Um, you've got the serving them Paul Roger and then uh, uh, the Negronis, Monkey 47 Gin. Uh, ice balls, very important yeah. in terms of the, the ice cubes. Uh, we've got uh, Scottish cured smoked salmon, and we've got grass fed fillet of beef, Bernays sauce. Having chips with those? Yeah, yeah, that's Dupont Neuf, probably. Pont Neuf, yeah, just to really make it complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, competing the, continuing the complication, and um, they've got a choice of bread and butter pudding or hot chocolate souffet. Um, you've got Elizabeth Taylor and Michael Jackson is coming as well, which is going to be rather fun. Um, and also then you've got John Legend uh, keeping him entertained mm. afterwards in a, in a piano bar, shall we say, um, afterwards. And then guests will be departing to, to fireworks and then into a fleet of classic soft top Bentleys, um, planting trees for them as a gift. Oh, sounds fantastic. Um, thank you very much, Paul. It's been really interesting. Oh, thank you, Philip. Um, to, to talk through your career and then your party as well. It will be a, a, a one amazing occasion um, and equally as well it's been amazing to hear about your your life through the events industry thank you long may there be so many more i think long may absolutely <laughs> may 2021 be the start of the roaring 20s i think it's going to be a busy year <laughs> <laughs> the roaring 20s yeah perfect thank Good you stuff. Pleasure.